welcome listeners. This is the next episode of WIP12 Podcast, and I am your host, Kyle. I'm here to continue our community building series, and I'm here to talk with someone who has been around in Infinity for quite some time. You may have heard of him before, Polly Nikes. How are you doing? Good morning. Doing well. Fantastic. Yeah, great. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Always fun to talk Infinity. Oh, yeah. Always. Um, So just in case not everybody is aware, do you want to introduce yourself and let us know who you are? Um, Well, my name is Ruben. People in the Infinity world, if you don't know me personally, know me as Polynikes. I consider myself a a, um, competitive Combined Army player. I like 99% play vanilla Combined Army. If you ever meet me, that's what I'll be playing. If you come hang out with us, that's probably still what I'll be playing, too. Fair. Um, Yeah. That's about it. Great. All right. And uh, how did you originally get into Infinity? Uh, Traveling in Europe, like in the beginning of the days of Infinity, I did a demo in some game store in France. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was N1 at the time, but like, I don't know. And it really harkened back to what I loved about Rogue Trader originally Mm. that I played when I was uh, very young. I love that each guy had his own things to do. I love that um, the detail of the rules, which is, I was still playing a lot of 40K at the time, and it was very, very different. So it intrigued me, but I didn't really you know, have time to get into it or anything like that until many, many years later uh, when I was living in Santa Cruz at the tail end of N2, when just a few friends and I were looking for other games to play. We came across Infinity, and I remembered it fondly. So we got the N2 rulebook and read it, <laughs> and that was, that was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then we started playing. And we loved it. Oh, that's great. And uh, you're still in the Santa Cruz area now, correct? Correct, yeah. Cool. And so that's for international listeners. That's California and the United States. A little bit, you know, a couple hours south of San Francisco. Yeah, it's a beautiful vacation destination. It's a surfing spot known the world over. Yeah. Great. Come by. Come play some games, too. All right. And, uh, uh, you know... Kind of bring it up there, but uh, what is it you're doing now outside of the Infinity World? Um, like gaming wise? Yeah, I mean you have you have a game store, a couple locations. Right. Um, in my leisure time, I I play Infinity, I play BattleTech, I play Magic, and mm-hmm. that's really about it right now. Okay, um, really pretty casually playing BattleTech, which is cool. really enjoyable. All right. Um, my girlfriend has two kids. Uh, we'd love to take them to the beach during the summer now, or to the to the river, and try to get outside as much as we can. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And parenting has uh, really changed my ability to get games in for yeah, sure. I'm sure your, your kids are much younger, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, they're they're three, so it's it's right. a it's a really a full time gig right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't worry, it only is for what 18 years. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, okay, and uh, what a uh, you mentioned a little bit, but any anything in particular uh, that stood out to you over other games for Infinity that drew you back to it a couple years later? Um, the reaction system, right? It's it's not unique to Infinity, but like in the known war games, it is it is unique to Infinity. The closest other games get are alternating activations, like mm-hmm. a BattleTech does that, like some other games do that. Um, the deadliness of the game, I really liked. Yeah. One of the things that uh, I don't like in games when you have one giant thing that can't be killed yeah. and you're just like, I, I just, 
You know, some people love that, and that's what they like in their game. I, I, I do not. I really like when everybody's doing their job and everybody's doing something. Yeah, um, that's great. And I like the objectiveness based of the game too. I remember when I was first learning Infinity. I think I, the first tournament I went to, I played against a Pano player, and my Hungries killed every single model in his army. Like it was awesome. Yeah. And then I lost. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe I should have spent an order doing something else at some point. <laughs> right, right. There you yeah, go. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. Um, any last thoughts about you and who you are and where you're from that you want to bring up? Um, no, not really. Nothing comes okay. to mind. Obviously, if you have any questions, feel free. Sure. Yeah. All right. And uh, so I want to talk a little bit about the Santa Cruz community just because uh, that is, you know, ostensibly why we're here today. Mm-hmm. So what what does that community look like for you at this point? Is there, you know, a, a storied history of gathering these players together from the backwoods and hills of, of Santa Cruz or did that just, just sort of happen? Um, I guess it just sort of happened. Like I said, okay. when I, when I first opened the game store there back in 2012, um, we were looking for other games to play and we stumbled across infinity again and I picked it up and we had a group of like five guys who were going to try it out. And I think, uh, about three of us ended up actually getting into it. And some of the others kind of, like, they played it, they bought an army, they painted it, they gave it away or whatever, didn't really get into it. Um, but obviously I did. I thought it was exciting. And there were some events nearby, like in San Jose. It's like, in, you know, 45 minutes away or so. So um, the first event I went to, I borrowed my friend's Pano army because I hadn't, I hadn't chosen my army yet or yeah. bought any miniatures or anything like that. Um, I guess originally I wanted to play Hak Islam because I wanted to do Fremen. And I thought that would just be awesome. Oh, right? yeah, definitely. So of the five guys in the group, like when I said that, three of them said, we're going to do Hawk also. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do something else then. Yeah. <laughs> then I uh, I played a Croc Man in my one of, our, one of our little games while we were learning. We were all proxying with 40K models. And Croc Man just was amazing. I loved him. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to play Pano. And the other two guys were like, we're playing Pano. I was like, okay, I'll choose something else. And then I went to a game flea market at a convention and got this giant lot of combined army for like, you know, next to nothing for what it was. It yeah. was like maybe 50 models for $40 or something like that. I mean, it was, it was, so I'm like, okay, I'm in the combined army. That, yeah. That's how we got here. And then, yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah. So the, the, that was like how we started. And then I just kept, kept playing in the store, kept going to events uh, nearby. Um, and you know, over the years, people lapse out of 40k for various reasons, which is where yeah. a, a lot of our players come from. Yeah. Um, and so, just having it its presence in the store the whole time was really good for that, right? I always have a couple starters on the shelf, and honestly, I think I always have one or two infinity tables set up in the store. Yeah, that makes sense. I've seen the you've got a big display case that has at least a couple shelves full. There's there's a combined army, your combined army, and a couple other players will leave those army, armies there as yeah. well, I think, too. But I mean like a terrain table set up. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then also yeah. having a table to play on. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's just always there. And that's I can imagine that's a draw, too, because the tables look very cool compared to, you know, a very sparse 40K table or something. Right. They look, I mean, the 40K tables have changed over the years. Yeah. Right? They're not always as sparse as they are today. Right. They were now, not they're a, now they're a different size. <laughs> Yeah, they're a different size. Oh my god, that just blown my mind. I don't understand that. <laughs> I mean, my favorite part is how GW made a battle mat. Yeah. Right. 
which literally fits not a single game they make. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice mat. I use it for Infinity, but uh, yeah. There you go. Right, exactly. It's crazy. Okay. Um, so it sounds to me like your your strategy at community building boils down to you have a space and just kind of wait for the interest to to spark. You know, leave stuff out, be there. I assume you you or other players offer demos when when players are looking at tables and thinking, yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, people don't often take you up on that demo. I have found. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of rare, but we always offer it, right? And um, yeah, like I haven't can't remember the last time I demoed in, okay. in Infinity thing. And usually, what I do is people are interested. You know, um, we talk a little bit about the game system and the mechanics without getting too into it. And then I invite them to come down on a game night and see the game played. Mm. Right? And they can watch a game. They can see the interactions of the people. And if they want a demo, then I do it. But usually, yeah. they don't. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, and. I know a lot of players, myself included, one of the things that, that drew me in was seeing the interactiveness of the game compared to others. And mm-hmm. so is that something you found that when they show up to a game night, it's pretty likely that they'll walk away with a starter at some point? Mm-hmm. Yes. If they're interested enough to show up at game night and see the game, they usually at some point get a starter right, or something okay. like that. Yeah. It's often not right away because they don't know what faction they want to play. Right. And one of my... Um, uh, high points of the game is you can choose any faction and it's fine, right? Yeah. You, you can you can win with anything, and and yes, I actually believe that. Probably people who don't, that's fine, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, they they sometimes have an idea of like what they want to do. They're like, I want to shoot really well. I'm like, okay, well, every army can do that, right? Uh-huh. The Pano army is the army that has a little emphasis in it. Yeah. But I mean, you pay for that. I assure you. <laughs> right. In ways right. we don't understand yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I encourage them to do some research and some reading and maybe watch the battle reports before they choose an army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Um, when when you are bringing new players in, uh, I mean, are you, are you actively scouting to see new players and try to bring them into your game store as a, we have the space, or is it just sort of a, you know, anybody who well, shows up wants to, or... when. Anybody who comes in the store and looks at miniatures, hears about Infinity. Let's yep. put it that way. Right? There you go. <laughs> they come in and they're like looking at Warhammer. And um, usually I say something like, are you looking for a miniatures game to play? Or are you stuck right into the 40K lore? Because if you just want to stare at Space Marines, here's a, here's the Space Marine selection. I'll show it to you. Right? Yeah. And, and I'd say about three quarters of the time, that's what it is. They just, they want 40K. They, you know, that's what they want to do. They want to look at it. They want to whatever. And the other quarter, they're like, yeah, I kind of want to play a miniature game. I'm like, well, I can show you some other games that may fit what you want as well. And then I give them a little, a little spiel about Infinity. Give them one of the uh, little learn-to-play guides. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that people like the most about it is that all the rules are free. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then one of the things I say, I'm like, you know, for the $300 in books that you will buy to be able to play 40K, and as soon as you finish buying them, they start going obsolete. Right. Right. For half of that, you could have an Infinity Army and be playing with us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, you can just download the rules and you tissue boxes and quarters and get mm-hmm. started, right? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really neat. Um, on that note, in Monterey, which is where w- one of my stores is, I know there's this group of five or six Infinity players mm-hmm. that I have seen twice. 
<laughs> right? They they come in every once in a while and buy stuff, but I'm not usually there. And they came in once and all just like chatted about Infinity with for like a half an hour with me. And they came in once and I kind of coached them through one of their first games. Cool. And then like they're at home playing on their kitchen sink or whatever. And yeah, yeah, it's funny. I hear about hear from them every once in a while. But oh, that's great. Yeah, it's really fun. All right. Um, so when, when you have, I mean, you, you host events, um, mm-hmm. how often do you have a, a weekend tournament? Uh, about every other month now. Okay. And you've got one, uh, was it today or is it coming up tomorrow? It's tomorrow morning. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so when you, when you do that, what is the, what does the turnout usually look like? I mean, obviously there was some fluctuation with the pandemic, but mm-hmm. what are you usually looking for? Um, I think that I've limited my capacity to 16 right now. Okay. And we're usually getting around 12 in our okay. last couple of events. Gotcha. That, that sounds about right. Uh, before the pandemic, we were like 2022. 20, yeah. Like, honestly, for my game store, that's a lot of infinity tables. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I remember right. going to one in 2019 and it, it is it is starting to feel pretty cramped and I know there's right. a couple tables right outside and yeah. you know, it's Actually, nice the, to have. Yeah. Because the weather's so nice there, uh, the outside tables I think are the best. Oh yeah. Right? As long as you can shoo away the homeless people who want to come, you know, stand next to you for whatever <laughs> right. reason. Right. Yeah, I it's think... nice. There's a there's shade there, right? There's a little breeze comes through. I love it outside. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, do you usually have a core group of players who are showing up to those events or does it rotate mm-hmm. through? There's definitely, I'd say, four of us who are at like every event. Okay. Right, and then the other guys, as they have time, if they're busy, something like that. Got a few guys over here in San Jose who also come over for our events, and they would like to come to game night, but it's a bit of a drive. Yeah. They got to go over a big hill to get there, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And is that uh, the Livermore crew, or is that? No, there's just a couple. Oh, those guys also, like some of them mm-hmm. come down, but gotcha. no, it's a few people who live in San Jose who I've met just various ways. Gotcha. Like, one of them reached out to me uh, through white noise. Like, he sent them a message and was like, I'm looking for someone in the area. And they directed him to me. And so then we met up in San Jose and played. And now we kind of hang out every once in a while. That's great. But yeah. There's not really a store over here in San Jose that is uh, really uh, conducive or welcoming to the community. So yeah. They just don't play or they come to Santa Cruz. Right. I can imagine real estate there is is pretty tight as well. Yeah. I'm, everywhere nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's California. The whole state has a parking problem. <laughs> it does, yes. Um, yeah. Okay. And uh, when when you started coming back to it from, from the pandemic, you know, you mm-hmm. were closed down in a lot of ways for year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you had your first event, what was... I don't know what kind of challenges did you face. How did you how did you approach opening things back up? Um, I guess the first thing was during the whole pandemic, there were like three or four of us that were still playing, mm. and I think that was pretty important. Yeah, um, I guess not for the first couple, like the first three months of actual lockdown where nobody went anywhere. Like, yeah, we were all at home playing uh, Star Wars Squadrons together online, stuff like that. Right. But um, once we were able to start coming down, um, yeah, we were playing. I was playing one game a week with like two or three other guys for like the whole time. So there was always a little bit of presence, which is good. Yeah. And then when we came time for our first event, we were, uh, you know, I don't think vaccines were out yet then. 
when, when things started opening up a little bit. Yeah. Or, I, or they were, but they weren't widely distributed. Right. Right. Because once they were widely distributed, we required vaccination for all of our events and everything. Yeah. So I think we were just requiring masks. And yeah, a lot of people didn't come because, you know, it wasn't exactly safe. And so we had smaller events. Yeah. Um, we got our game nights up to like four to six people pretty regularly. And then when we had our first tournament, I think vaccines were rolled out by then. And that's where we were getting like the 12 to 16. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's, you, you capped it there, but it's staying kind of about a dozen to 16 people. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I'm capping it at 16 at the moment. If we, yeah, yeah that, that's where I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Right. Um, so you never jumped on the, the TTS train in a big way. I played two games, I think maybe three Yeah. and it's just too clunky and slow for me. Fair. I, I do enough work at my computer that I don't <laughs> want to spend another three hours of my leisure time at my computer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then, uh, so you kept up regular game nights. Um, did you do anything to... I don't know, maintain an online presence to, to keep people engaged when they couldn't meet in person. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it wasn't TTS, just like hitting social media or, mm-hmm. or keeping conversations going. I mean, we have our local group chat in via Facebook, which I guess most metas do. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're always, you know, chatting around on that. Um, we have a Facebook page for Santa Cruz. It's just like infinity and in Santa Cruz, but yeah. because all of us who are in it are in that group chat, we don't do anything on the Facebook page. Right. It's a group. <laughs> it's just, it's, all it is really is uh, event announcements, which I put in there. Gotcha. But we all just chat in the thing. Which is okay. a weird dichotomy, I thought. It never occurred to me that would be why the Facebook group would be empty. It's because <laughs> all of us are so active in the chat. Right. 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 Yeah, it's weird. Okay. But, and then uh, having a space. So, you know, yeah. imagine somebody comes up to you and, and they live maybe 45 minutes, an hour away, and they don't have a game store nearby. Um, what would your recommendation be to them about building a community? If they said, you know, I want to get some players together and how do I approach, how, how important is it to have a space? What should that look like? What would, what would uh, some advice be? I mean, all the gaming communities that I've ever like interacted with had been like through a game store mm-hmm. or been like my high school group of friends. Yeah. Right. So if you were starting without a game store and just looking for people, I, that sounds real difficult, honestly. Like, okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would start with, with Facebook and look for people in the area that are already playing and, like, you know, join in with them. And if there aren't any, I don't know. I, one of the things that I say to people who come into the game store is you want to play a game that other people play. Yeah. Right? So when someone comes in, they're like, you know, I want to play, uh, what is it, the uh, Lord, uh, Legend of the Five Rings collectible card game. I'm like, okay, so you like solitaire. Right? <laughs> that's fine. If you enjoy that and you want to sit there with those cards, that's great. But if you want to play with other people, that is not the game that you should be playing. Yeah. And so that could be the situation in your area, right? If you just, if there are no infinity players there, but you want to play infinity, but no one else is playing infinity. If there's not a game store where you can have access to these people or something like that, I, I do not know how you would do it. I have no idea. Gotcha. So that, that space for the store is, is sort of the key element for you for for me it is but you okay. know i understand my situation is a little different because i own the game store and i always have space there <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah yeah somebody wants to book a 40k night and you can say no nah, you know it's infinity that night so sorry 
Yeah, I've turned away a lot of 40K players on Infinity Night. Yeah. That's great. The the community is celebrating, I'm sure. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Um, So when when you are hosting an event and, uh, you know, um, let's say maybe it's not you hosting it, right? Maybe another player comes to you and it's infinity or, or another game. Um, what do you appreciate when a player asks, you know, somebody shows up, they want to get something going. How do you, how do you see that conversation going? Mm-hmm. How do you, what do you hope they're asking about, uh, advice mm-hmm. for somebody who wants to host at a game store? Mm-hmm. I guess it varies a lot depending on what kind of game. Like if they want to host like a 40k event or an infinity or miniatures, I should say, if they want to host a miniatures event, like it's very different than if they, they want to host a magic event yeah. or if they want to host a D and D event, right? Things like that. Um, and the first thing to be like supremely aware of is that the game store is a business, right? And they, they want to make money from whatever's going on there. And, um, I'm a miniature player myself, so I'm happy to insult us all. But like <laughs> miniature players are some of the worst. Like many game stores just do not allow miniature players, right? <laughs> They're just like you come buy your stuff and leave because um, the I guess it, I guess this lack of respect for the store is like really apparent in most places. Mm-hmm. Like um, an example I like to give is uh, miniature players come down and they need you know four hours minimum. Right. Right. Unless they're playing like Gaslands. Right. And the Gaslands player, it doesn't matter how much time they want because they literally will buy nothing from you ever. <laughs> right. Because they want, you know, the uh, toy cars that they bought. Right. And yeah. So anyway, but as I was saying, so you need a good amount of time, like four hours, 40K players, probably five hours, six hours. Right. And they need a good amount of space. Right. Which is almost as much space as you let them have, they will use. Yeah. Right. Because they put their bags down, their boxes, their dice. And so like, all stuff spreads out. So as much space as like you allow them to use that they will use and they need terrain, right? Mm-hmm. And they expect that terrain to be there, right? And they're going to use it. And how much do you think all that is worth to them? Exactly zero. Right. But you, if you charge them anything, they think you're being insulting, right? And I'm like, okay, then you don't have to play here, right? And that's just yeah. fine. Yeah. And um, so – in my store, this is definitely not how everyone does it or I do it, but I've got a ton of terrain there. A lot of it I have built and painted myself or with my friends and whatnot. And the general rule is anything not locked up, you can use. Okay. Right? If it's locked in a case, it's there for a reason, right? You can't use it unless I let you, basically. Right. And so with that in mind, the kind of things I see is I open up the infinity case to get my army out. I turn around and come back and people are pulling terrain out. <laughs> I'm like, I realize this is not locked at the moment, but you understand that I'm getting something out and that's why it's not locked. Right. Right. right? So like, it, it's difficult dealing with, dealing with the miniature gamers. Uh huh. Right. So, so your ideal interaction, I guess then is somebody approaches you, they've, they've picked up a box of something, they pay for that first and then, Hey, I'd like to host an event. No, you know, I next mean, month. It, it's not, not, not that clear. <laughs> okay. Right? okay. But if you come and you're like, I want to run, you know, a Warhammer event. I'm going to need 12 hours at your store and all your terrain and your all your game space. And I'm willing to pay you exactly nothing for it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you can see how maybe I don't, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Right. Fair. I mean, yeah. It's the old exposure thing, right? Yeah. We'll bring people in. They, they, they might buy stuff. Right. Yeah, right. You know, they, they might, but you know, they all, might also look for better deals online and tell me about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if, when people come to run events, you know, first thing I say is, okay, what are you charging for the event? What, what am I getting for it? Right. And what do you want from me for that? Gotcha. Right. And if that is just a non-starter to them, like, oh, 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 no, never mind. Hmm. Okay. That, that's fine. I don't need to deal with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I that wasn't too much of a rant. <laughs> oh, no. No, that's fine. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the people want to hear the, the perspective, right? This is... Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Prepare themselves for it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, if you are, um, I don't know. You're so you're doing game nights for a lot of games, and you know you have employees at your stores. How often are you uh, present for those evening events? Are you at all of them? Are you at no. all of your weekend events? Or definitely not. Okay. Um, I'm there for Infinity Game Night because I'm usually playing. Mm-hmm. Um. I like to play magic in the events there, but I just don't have time. I need to be home sometime, right? Yeah. So I'd, I'd say, like, all total events, I'm probably there for, like, a quarter of them. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. And then you've got employees who are who are hosting the other events, essentially. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, when, when you're talking about weekends, right? Because if you're doing an Infinity event every other month and, and you've got mm-hmm. other you know, potentially other events that are opening on weekends. How do you, how do you sort of keep yourself into it and motivated? Is it just, this is the the hobby time that you've set aside. So that's the time that you want, or does it ever start to feel like work? Running the affinity events. Um, I always consider it hobby. Okay. It never, never really feels like work running like magic events. Definitely work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And I just can't run 40 K events. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I can be there while the person is running it, right? But uh-huh. I, I just I can't. I can't. Yeah. yeah, I I have these distinct memories of uh, the game store that I used to frequent in Oakland before they closed down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd we'd be there on a game night, and Magic was having their thing on the other side of the room, and mm-hmm. every fifteen twenty minutes, I was playing one of the guys who worked at the store, and they'd close the register, and and somebody would be walking over, you know, tapping their hand just like it was a you know, pack of cigarettes, like, oh, I just need to get one more pack. <laughs> it was just always really incredible. That's just a mistake. If people are in your store, your register should not be closed. Right, right. Right, yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you are organizing an event or hosting event or uh, maintaining your game nights, uh, how how do you keep your goals as an event organizer and and your goals as a player, right? Because you are a competitive player. If you're running a tournament, you're usually not going to be playing in it. Um, you know, are, are you looking at those as like wildly different things? And I know you said hobby, but um, are you are you hoping that you can like pass the torch on the hosting events so you can participate in more tournaments? Or is that just not something you're worried no, about? No, not really. I expect that the events, you know, in my store, I will be hosting, right? Um, I guess I see the two things very differently. Right. Okay. Like sort of my, my play philosophy ties into that. Right. Like I love to play different things when I'm playing infinity. I know people like build their list and hone it and think like, this is the only list they can play. Now I almost never play the same list twice. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost always different every single time I play. Um, so when I'm playing in game nights, I'm just trying out different things. Right. Cool. Seeing, seeing what I like, what works not and what and stuff like that. Um, I probably, you know, 
am not at the top of my game because I only play once or twice a week now, as opposed to like, you know, three or four times a week. Mm -hmm. And that that's fine. It, it doesn't really bother me. Right? I'm not yeah. really, you know, trying to win the season or anything like that again. So Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, other than uh, lockdowns and the pandemic, uh, what are what are some of the biggest challenges you faced uh, regarding hosting events or keeping a community going? Yeah, that's kind of a hard one. Like the weekly stuff is pretty it's pretty smooth, right? We have a game night. It's been like in Santa Cruz. It's been Tuesday for you know probably eight years or something like that. Right. And so we're always down there playing. That's easy. Um, I guess when a when like a, one of the regular guys moves away, that's always sort of disruptive, right? Because mm -hmm. you lose one of the players. Um, addition change is pretty hard too, right? It's definitely some people lose out on an addition change or lose interest because of it or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, and of course the ongoing challenge of new players, right? You want yeah. new players. You how to get them, getting them, you know, keeping them interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got you've got a bunch of sharks in your you know in your community so uh a new player shows up who are you you know are you nudging players like hey don't don't completely wipe them off the table like do do your intro game mm -hmm. right be gentle mm -hmm. or or are you letting you know is everybody just going to town and new players are gonna sink or swim um so if if i've introduced them to the game right and i've like done their demo and help them choose their army and they bought their things I pretty much make sure their first game is against me, mm -hmm. right? And in, in no way am I trying to crush them, right? In no way am I trying to kill their guys. And I usually say something like, you know, feel free to talk out every every decision here, right? Yeah. You, like, tell me what you want to do, and I'll help you, you know, with the uh, the vernacular of the rules of how to do it. Right. So we just kind of walk through the game more than actually play it the first time, mm -hmm. right? And then I let them play the other players. And yeah, they usually lose a lot. Right, which is a normal yeah. thing in Infinity. Yeah. Um, I remember we had a, a 40k player who is interested and he's got a little army and he's played a couple times. And after his first demo game with me, or not first demo game, his first like real game with me, he said something like, I don't understand how anything I have could be anything you have. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but it doesn't matter what I'm playing. You would have felt like that. <laughs> right. 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 And so um, after the the first couple times of like me playing with them and walking through everything, then I just let them play with the players and they lose a lot and then they start to win and, you know, it goes back and forth. Yeah. And, um, it's neat. It takes about, I say six months for a new player to win their first game against me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an accomplishment when they do and they're really, usually really excited by it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I really like seeing that development. We've got a new Pano player right now who I think came in second at the last event we went to. Yeah, yeah, and, I'm, uh, I I met him. That was a that was a good time. Yeah, right. He's he's catching on real well, and it's really neat to see him developing and uh, yeah, starting to take people down. Cool. Yeah. Uh, have you been uh, using Code One at all to introduce players? Not at all. Like, okay. I I wouldn't. I played one game of Code One just to see what it was about, and I was like, I mean. You know, from us advanced players, why would we ever play this? I, I don't mm -hmm. think we would. And from the new players, it's fine if they're going to learn the, the basic rules there. But like, as soon as they learn what a guts test is, they're going to abandon code one. Yeah. Right. Because that's like, I think that's the biggest change in code one is there's no guts. 
So if you're standing up, you will be dead by the end of the turn. Right. Yeah, um, that's such a an, an interesting choice that they made with that. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. No, no interest at all in myself in it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, any uh, particularly successful or rewarding experiences of of having a community and hosting events? We did one two-day event, like just the year before lockdown, the Battle by the Beach. That was great. I had a great time running it. Um, and we had a great time hanging out with everybody. And I was really excited to do another one, playing a, a beach bonfire for the first night activity. Yeah. Right? Like that, that would be awesome because we did it in September, where September is still like, we call it local summer in Santa Cruz. Because all the tourists have left, but it's still just beautiful out. Yeah. So we could be out at the beach. And um, yeah, so I, I definitely want to do that again, but I'm not quite motivated to do it yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, the other rewarding experiences are, again, when I uh, bring up some newer players and then like we go, to, we travel to an event and they're like, man, that wasn't that bad. That wasn't that hard <laughs> until I played one of us again. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like I said that's always fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, when uh, you've got a couple different locations um, for your stores, is it two or three? It's two right now. It was okay. three before lockdown, and I gotcha. grabbed one when the lockdown hit. Yeah. Um, when you're bouncing back and forth between those stores, are you? Do you have infinity nights at both, or just the one? Um, usually at both. We. Um, I kind of changed the Monterey night to whatever day I'm going to be there. Mm -hmm. And then we have a little group chat going on. We all talk about it and we meet up on that day. Gotcha. So it's, it's mostly the same crew at both stores. Uh, no, no, not at all. Or, or playing infinity or, or totally different. Um, I'm talking about infinity players. It's a separate group of infinity players. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And we probably got, I don't know, four in Monterey that are pretty dedicated. Right. And usually somewhere between two and four of us will show up on, on our game night. And there's usually, well, not usually, but often there'll be another one person, you know, deciding if they're interested who have reached out to us and came out, came down on that game night also to check it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you have, whether they're, they're, you know, a brand new player, they've been playing for a little bit and, and you have a player who's, who's got that moment, right. Where they've just like, feel like they've made some progress and then just you know, hit that brick wall, right? They've, they've mm -hmm. hit that plateau and have just bashed their head against a brick wall for the last four or five weeks. And, mm -hmm. and they're getting ready to rage quit. Uh, <laughs> how, how do you approach that situation? Um, the, the first thing I do is like my, my advanced tactic advice. Mm -hmm. I use this term on occasion and it's usually just go the other way. Hmm. Right. So in the game, like you can't get past the TR bot. Okay. Don't. Right. Yeah. Like, go do something else. Come, come, come back to that. So it depends what the particular problem they're having is. Like uh, there was a player, actually the, the same guy we just talked about, it was the, the Pano player. Yeah. Like the first few times we played, he was so frustrated of like losing his Swiss guard to my Charantid. Right? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, this is my most powerful piece and it just keeps dying. I, I, I can't make it live. I'm like, well, yeah, but think about what you're doing. You're taking, you know, your very powerful piece engaging my most powerful piece, who's specifically designed to counter the ability of your most powerful piece, right? Oh. Of all the people in my army, that's the one guy you do not want to fight ever right. if you don't have to. And that's the fight you're doing. And you know, it took a couple times to eventually figure that out. That's not what he wants to be doing, right? 
Right. So if there's a specific thing that they're having a problem with, right, then try to uh, address that to it. If there isn't, I tell them to just change their whole strategy, right? Yeah. Just play something different. If you're playing that five-man fire team who's advancing up with an HMG every game and it's not working, try something else. Yeah. Um, in our, one of our group chats, my nickname is Confirmation Bias <laughs> because <laughs> I have like units I love and I like that I do well with. And they're not always the ones that everybody likes. Like the uh -huh. uh, the Noctifer missile launcher, I, you know, I, I hit one per every like four games. Well, I actually hit something with it, right? Yeah. Usually it appears, fires this missile and dies. Uh -huh. So I'm like, okay, that's not useful to me. So I use something else, right? Yeah. Like a code alley. Like remember when you toasted my code alley? Like that was ridiculous. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, it was a it was a stupid roll, and you know, no, when... it was a series of stupid <laughs> rolls that drew out like four or five orders to get her killed. If right. she just died on the first order, it'd been fine. We'd go on, right? <laughs> but no, I, so Kodali does not perform for me as much as I love her. She's great. But yeah. no, I would take a, uh, a cube Jagger over her, right? Because she go. can do almost every job she's going to do, right? Cheaper. Right, right, exactly. And, and, and he somehow doesn't die immediately like she does. Right. Um, well, that's funny. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? Speaking of the Noctifer missile launcher, I've I've had a lot of luck with the Noctifer Spitfire. Oh, he's yes. a house. Right. He's a and house, it's, right? it's, oh, it's also oh. the fact that he takes that same place. And so mm -hmm. your opponent is often looking for that missile launcher. So they play like there's a missile launcher mm -hmm. and then you turn around with that burst four shooter and, and it's great. Right. Yeah. I love it. Um, he's a little overshadowed, at least possibly by the yeah. uh, Jake cutthroat red fury. Mm -hmm. He does a very similar job and the Jake is amazing in close combat. Yeah. And packs EM grenades. So you can like fight your way up the table and then like spec fire EM grenades onto somebody. Oh, like, yeah. I love the Jade. I think they're amazing. Cool. Yeah. There you go. That's a, that's a unit that a lot of people seem down on that. Uh, right. Yeah. I know, I know. Would great. it be a lot better if they had, you know, armor one BTS three as opposed to <laughs> armor zero BTS six? <laughs> yeah. They'd probably be better, but you know, yeah, that's not, not what they are. So that's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, any other last thoughts for hosting events in particular, um, or we can move on to our last segment? Um, let, me see. let me look at your notes here for a second. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think we covered that stuff there. Okay. So, uh, so the last the last thing really is, uh, you know, someone comes up to you or sends you an email after this episode mm -hmm. saying, "I want to, I want to build a community. I'm, I'm, you know, we've got." three players or I'm really interested in infinity. What, what do they do to get that community rolling? So, I mean, what I would want to do is have a game store where I could have a game night. Right. Yeah. And, um, you want to choose a time when they're already open, right? So you're not asking them to spend more hours or something like that. Right. And, uh, you set up your table there. If they have terrain, you can use, use it. Right. If you want to bring your own, you can do that. Um, I kind of think using the game stores terrain, what they have available, if it's fitting for infinity would be better. I'm, I'm not sure why I think that you're not, but you want to have your game night. You want to consistently be there. Right. So people show up and can play. And, um, as I said earlier, look in your area for people already playing infinity. There might be some that you don't know about, right. Mm -hmm. And you search them up and they'll pop out of the woodwork. Um, the other thing is when you're trying to get people into the game, the positivity really is much better than anything else. Right. Yeah. So you don't want to bash other games. Like I can bash 40k a lot, right? Yeah. We got three Space Marine armies. I love them. I look at them every once in a while, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But 
I don't need to. Don't need to. You can make comparisons, right? And you can be like, Infinity's a skirmish game. Warhammer's a company size game, right? Right. Those. So you're, you know, these are the things you want to sell on. You don't want to be like, you know, Game Workshop is just trying to just take all your money and stuff like that. Which you know, right? They're they're a business like everyone else out there, right? Yeah. So positive comparisons. Be positive. You don't bash the other games, particularly if people already play those games. The guys who play 40k do not want you bashing 40k, and that is right. not how you're going to get them to play Infinity. Right. Right. And uh, what does kind of at least um, pique their interest is, you know, for the cost of that one unit you're buying for your 40K army, right, you could be playing Infinity, right? And you don't have to stop playing 40K, right? You can can do both. You can experience both. It's totally fine. Yeah. That's more convincing. Um, uh, The other, I guess, next one is if you're organizing the game night, except that you might not get a game, right? It's going to be. If the three people show up, you're not playing, right? And you can hang out with the guys. You can watch them. You can heckle them while they play. You can right. sit next to them and paint your miniatures or build terrain or whatever. Um, but you don't want to leave either, right? Because two people playing is just two people playing, right? right? But a third person there interacting, being part of the community is is more. And then you're there to talk to other people if they come over and see it, right? And right. They're like, oh, what are you guys doing? And they don't have to stop their game to do it. You can kind of talk to them. You can offer to demo or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the last uh, note I wrote was uh, flexibility. Like, I know we all play 300-point games, right? But if someone buys a starter box and wants to play their starter box, play that, right? Help them put it into Army, figure out how many points it is, right? Take something similar and play that against them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the smaller points value games are a lot of fun. We did a 200-point tournament a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. That was very different games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was uh, the old um, for N three uh, Ash Barker from Guerrilla Games mm-hmm. Miniatures did a, a recon or recon mm-hmm. plus or something like that. So it was a one hundred and fifty point smaller mat, and I think uh, it looks like N four is taken. You know, I don't know if it took it from it, but mm-hmm. it's it's taken the smaller mat for or smaller table size for smaller point games too, which I think yeah. is a a cool way to do it because then you're not. You know, the one HMG that makes it doesn't win the engagement and then dominate the table. Right. That's interesting. I've never used a smaller mat to play Infinity. We've always played 4x4, four four, even in our smaller games. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Different paradigm. Yeah. Cool. It worked out. Everyone had fun. Games went yeah. well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, so any, any last shout outs or plugs for your store? Mm-hmm. If you're buying online, it's MoGames, M-O-E-G-A-M-E-S right, .com. I do a lot of community outreach, so if you're in the Facebook groups, you probably see it there. Yeah. Um, if you go to events in the States, I usually donate gift certificates to uh, all the participants of any of the bigger events. Cool. Uh, so if you're hosting an event, reach out to me. I'll happily do so. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess that's about it. Okay. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for... Uh joining me today i really appreciate you giving me the time yeah no worries i said always fun to chat infinity all right well with that listeners uh roll lots of crits and have some good games